Hello and welcome and welcome back to Leaders in Conversation with me, Annie Townend, the podcast that helps you to grow confidence and courage in your leadership. I created this series of candid conversations for leaders to share their inspirational leadership stories, weaving together the threads of their life. They offer valuable insights and rich experience to help and inspire you on your own unique leadership journey. If you're not already subscribed, please do review and share the podcast. Thank you. In this episode, I'm delighted to be in conversation with Ellie Norman, Chief Communications Officer, Manchester United. Together, we delve into how to manage your energies to be at your best and to help others be their best through having people feel seen and validated. Secondly, why building a culture of high performance is so important and what you can do to build one. And thirdly, how connecting with people and building relationships is key to business success, whatever the business you are in. Ellie, welcome. It's absolutely lovely to be in conversation with you. Annie, it's great to be here and thank you so much for the invite. Well, I'm excited to hear more about what you're passionate about and in particular to start by asking you, who are the people and the places that have shaped your values and beliefs and your passions? Oh, what a great question. From a place point of view, the older I've got, actually the places that are the richest to me are actually those places where you feel significantly insignificant and actually just the wonder of nature landscapes so whether that's Annie as you know kind of walking in the beautiful uh, Sussex Downs right the way through to safaris all the national parks of North America the US and Canada um, they for me are really magical places uh, and that sense of space the ability to have that sort of time to think and just really sort of take in that wonder and that's certainly in contrast to so much of everyday life that we're in, which tends to be incredibly fast paced, running from meeting to meeting, task to task. Um, and, and that's where I'll always kind of look to seek out those kind of places um, as part of my recharge. Is that something that when you were a child, you sought out places and spaces where you could be on your own to recharge Probably not with any um, real understanding of thought. But when I was a child, grew up with so much space around me. So really fortunate. I actually grew up on um, a farm and uh, just really happy being outside. Uh, and, and that being outside, actually having a view. So I love the fact of being in places where there is just nothing in front of you. And that sort of vista of just being able to kind of like see um, out to horizons and not feeling kind of crowded or sort of trapped. I've really loved that. If you're born into, into an environment that provides that, is that actually something that then becomes part of you that you then look to seek out? And I don't know the answer to that, but certainly now that I'm older, I love trying to find those places because I just had that privilege as a as a young 
girl growing up of just having that space and the ability to um, explore and be outside. And when you think about the importance of being outside, how do you integrate that into what I know is your busy life and leadership at Manchester United? Over the years, it's become, for me, it's it's been about becoming far more like cognizant of the importance of creating that and how do you how do you put a framework around number one recognizing how important that is so actually where do I get my energy from what's the situation where I feel really balanced again and then actually kind of making sure that I'm doing that for myself because actually if I'm going to be of value and of use to others my team the business I need to take responsibility for how am I showing up and um, how I then do that is actually making sure that I'm getting those I'm booking in that holiday where I'm going to feel significantly insignificant and have those kind of wow moments the importance for me of even where we live and just being blessed with having space around and a view um, and actually just enjoying walking um, and having that outside space. So for me, it's about how do I put that into my kind of working schedule um, so that hopefully I can show up um, and bring value and light and energy to the people I'm working with. And is that something that you talk about with the people that you're working with by way of you showing up at your best, managing your energies and helping them to manage their energies so that they feel seen and validated, which I know is something that's really important to you and you're very passionate about? Now, more and more, I will real speak with um, such honesty and transparency about what am I like when am I at my best I love mornings I would say less effective in a late afternoon or an evening yes I can do that but actually my energy is in the morning and I'll talk to uh, people that I'm with about where do they get their energies or even kind of recognizing how are we each being at our best because um, you're right for me what I'm super passionate about is being able to see everyone as an individual and to see the value in every single kind of person and when things are brilliant for me that's about people knowing what their superpower is and taking pride in that superpower however different that superpower might be it's how do you bring different people together see everyone ensure they feel valued and actually if you get to that place inevitably great things can happen but it's having that um building that respect for each other in recognizing the differences but also seeing that as a positive um versus actually uh, so much of what we see now is uh, just fragmentation because people have different opinions or a different point of view and actually that should be celebrated um And we should use that to continue our learning and our own sort of development. 
I agree with you totally. Something which I talk a lot about is the importance of diversity of thought and feeling. And with my colleague, Lucy Kidd, we've created what we call the collaboration equation. And it's all about getting to collaborative edge. And one of the building blocks in the equation is that diversity of thought and feeling. But it's not always just about different people having different thoughts about something and opinions but also different feelings and being validated for yeah. that as well. Yeah. What's your superpower, Ellie? Ooh. So I would say um, my superpower is people. And that's, uh, that's broad, but Annie, if I get into it, I would say my superpower is um, my ability to build rapport with everyone. So um, to be able to find something in common, to make people feel comfortable, um, no matter of who they are or where they come from. Um, I think that's a superpower I have. Um, and actually to give, to give hope. And uh, with that hope and ability that together we can achieve great things. So inside of a business, actually leading teams, bringing teams together, uh, building hope for a direction of what we could achieve, and then being able to kind of shine a light or actually um, enable us to get to that place. But to do that, recognizing there'll be lots of different ways that we can do that. Um, but to really kind of focus on how we're going on that journey together in order to get to that uh, destination. And to do that with some clarity, a zest for life, energy. And, you know, ultimately, we should have fun while we're doing that. We're so privileged and fortunate in many of the jobs that we all do um life's too short not to have some fun each day absolutely what are some of the ways that you build rapport with with people quickly because it sounds to me ellie that you build relationships fast with people and are quick to get to have them seen and to feel validated by you so they can bring their best how do you do that Oh, well, that is a good question. I might ask you that back, Annie, but um, <laughs> what do you think I do? Well, I know you're very good at it. You're very easy to be with. Mm. You know, there's an ease about you and the ease that you have puts other people at their ease. You, you certainly help me to feel at ease with you on the occasions when we've met quite quickly. I felt connected without really knowing you and it was something to do with you yourself being at ease and then through that for me putting me at my ease thank you thank you for that I do think I bring an ease and so often you get identified by where you work or a title that you have uh, but everyone is a person like we're all human beings and actually that responsibility to create ease to um to bring some presence actually and to ask questions like to show a genuine interest in people uh, and to listen and i think they sound really simple but i don't know how many people really do that but certainly what i found is that that is a way to quite quickly build sort of rapport with people and i think that you know, the one skill I don't have, Annie, is um, I'm atrocious at languages. 
so I can only speak English. But there are still so many things that you can do from a a way you hold your gaze or body language. I think just how you show up, people will feel, is this a warm person? Are they an open person? That there is so much else aside from language and words that we use that I think you can build that sort of rapport with people. And that's what I'm really conscious of is how do I bring that and actually my responsibility of bringing that, particularly inside of organizations where so much of, of the change and the growth is going to come from people having absolute clarity about the direction you're going, but then also feeling that they feel comfortable that they can bring their whole selves into doing that. And that is going to involve challenge and debate, but we should welcome it. And how do I then create that environment where people feel comfortable enough to be challenging me? Because I certainly don't have all the answers. And, you know, inevitably, the, the more senior you get, it is about your clarity of thought, actually your questioning. It's less about being an expert in one particular thing. Um, and I'll have many people within the team who will have a far greater level of expertise within their particular kind of skill set and role. But for me, it's how do I bring that together? And what am I doing for us to be thinking differently, to perhaps be reframing things so that we can achieve what we all collectively want to achieve? That's great. You also mentioned giving people hope that being the other superpower along with building rapport where did that come from your desire to bring hope I think there's just something inside of me which is always finding a positive and just giving hope of never feeling like there isn't something that you can't kind of go out and try but also having incredible support of um, real comfort in taking a different path and and actually no pressure to conform to a certain path or a way of doing things. Uh, and maybe that would really helped in actually now seeing how I was kind of given hope. But actually, if we can provide hope and this sense of what's possible, then is that actually a way for all of us to to find some joy and happiness actually in every day and, and for everything that we do? And that's not to say that clearly some days are not that and they can be incredibly hard and you're like, what am I doing? Like, do I want to do this anymore? But It's great just to be able to to know where those ups and those downs are and equally what can you learn and reflect from each of those kind of experiences. But I'd much rather be pointing towards something with sort of hope and being able to provide that for the people around me of what could be um, versus settling for the status quo. And that can either be big 
or you can kind of break that down into small things. But it's actually just how we continue to kind of nudge and shift those behaviors into what could be. Um, uh, and that I find really motivating, actually, and the energy of seeing people when almost like you see like little cogs kind of slot into place and you're like, oh, okay, this is great. Or you do a tiny little thing, but you've done it differently and you see the result of that and you see people's confidence build and the energy of like, oh, let's try, let's try a little something else now. Um, and so it's again coming back to seeing everyone and for everyone to feel validated. So actually pulling out that little bit of hope in everything, um, I hope for, for me makes people feel good. And I want people to feel good about themselves. And I want people to feel good about themselves, but without settling for, I don't need to change anything because we're learning every single day. But we should all, all be able to feel good about ourselves and the progress that we're making and what are those kind of small iterative changes that we can do that continues us on that journey. I think hope is so important and it's lovely that it's a central part of your leadership, giving hope, but also helping people to bring a what I call a possibility mindset, that sense of the possible. And it takes me back to what you were saying at the beginning, where you love to be in a place, you know, an open space with an open vista and to think and that's where you do your best thinking mm. early in the morning. But that sense of what is possible today in that open space and that part of your leadership is very much helping people to feel confident in exploring what is possible with yeah. each other to be a high performing team, a high performing culture. Yeah. And it is. It's like in business, there will be there's always an objective to hit. And there will be a, you know, ultimately there'll be a directional, there'll be something. But understanding that we have a canvas. And for me, that's where the possibility is. And that's a really exciting thing of, it doesn't mean that there's no direction. There's always a direction as to where we're going. But it's coming back to simplifying what is the problem we're here to solve but knowing that, that actually there's a lot of possibility in uh, many different ways in which we could do that and let's actually explore within that space so that we get to the answers ourselves and that could be an entirely different path that hasn't been done before and and that's pretty exciting actually and how is that working out at manchester united I would like to, I mean, that's a question that I should ask my team. Um, <laughs> but I, what I would like to say is, um, I hope so. So, um, incredible club full of incredible people, huge scrutiny, high expectations. Uh, but I think being a, a new team and a new sort of function uh, part of what excites me every day is, number one, that within such a high scrutiny environment where you're fundamentally as good as like the last table result and actually the the role that you represent within people's lives as a 
sport or as a club and the identity and the belonging that you provide. Being able to come in is a privilege and it's doing it in a sense of, in the history of the club, Annie, myself and my team almost really kind of represent one or two millimetres on the scale of, do you know, this incredible club having been created in 1878 and will continue long after I do my bit in my role. And I love working within that, which comes back to this um, being significantly insignificant, but finding what is it that I can do in my one or two millimetres that makes a difference. And it comes back to me for uh, people, and that's both people inside the organisation and how can I create a culture where we are driving behavioural change and thinking more broadly to say actually – Sports, football clubs, nothing without fans. And that relationship between clearly the club, the players, the people that work at the club and its fans is really, really paramount. And um, what I would like to think I'm bringing is that way of thinking that is fan first and really thinking about what is the impact that we want to have on fans and how can we see those fans no matter where they are in the world because again we've got fans all over the world I mean 1.1 billion fans and followers I mean it's huge Uh, and that I think I hope is what I'm bringing which is that sort of recognition of the importance of that relationship and the perspective that there is so much diversity and variance within that fan base. But the one thing they all hold in common is a sense of identity belonging to the club. And again, really thinking about the value and the importance of a fan that has been a fan for 30, 40, 50 years and has come through a family and the commitment that they will make to attending all of the matches. But actually for someone who cannot attend all the matches, they might just have discovered the club. They might have just found a favourite player. They may be a a 12-year-old girl in Indonesia. That fandom and that sense of identity and belonging um, is no more, no less than someone else who has sort of had that for 50 years. So actually, what do we do to kind of really show up so that they again feel seen and validated in their expression of fandom? And how does that continue to evolve over time so that actually you continue to have relevancy, whether that was in 1878 whether that's in 2023 or whatever that might be in 2030. And so I will be a tiny, tiny little blip on that timeline. But that's what excites me to sort of get up every day and be like, right, what what can we do today? Where is that hope? Where are we going? What are we meaning to our fans across the world? 
Thank you, Ellie. That's a, a lovely note to start to bring our conversation to a close. And what would be great to know is for anybody listening, what your three guiding principles are to encourage them in their having everyone, no matter who they are or where they are, feel seen and validated for who they are. Ooh. Bring the light. So uh, for that, I mean being able to bring the light and to, to shine that light on every individual you meet. Um, and how do you leave every person feeling good about themselves? So uh, that's a, one sort of really important element for me. Challenge actually the status quo. So to ask what if. And I think the last thing for me is that sort of recognition of just how fortunate we are. So to find zest, that fun and that energy and to be able to bring that. There are wonderful three things, as is listening and talking with you, Ellie. Thank you so much. I've really enjoyed finding out more about you and more about Manchester United as well. Thank you. Annie, thank you very much. To find out more about Ellie and to get in touch with her, do follow her on LinkedIn, where she posts. To listen to other leaders in conversation with me, Annie Townend, do go to my website, annietownend.com. A big thank you to my support team, the Conscious Marketing Group, for helping me with all the marketing of the podcast and to Coco O'Brien for the wonderful intro and outro music, for the lovely design and for the excellent editing and sound production. Do contact me on annie at annietownend.com, subscribe to my newsletter and follow me on LinkedIn. I look forward to connecting with you. Thank you for listening and thank you, Ellie. Thank you.